What's going on, guys? Welcome into today's show. As always, your host, Maddie A. Today is part three of the Seller Finance Series. This is your how-to guide, my kind of free mini course for many of you who've been asking for different tactics and strategies on how to build wealth through real estate investing. I decided to create this free little mini course video series that is up on my YouTube channel. So the first two videos are up. The third video is now live and you guys can see and follow along on everything we've talked about with seller financing, an actual deal breakdown, calculators, screen sharing, all that great stuff. I want to make sure that I'm continuously providing you guys with some value on how to really use, especially in this season where there is a lot of challenges around financing with banks, with credit, with interest rates and how this particular season creates massive opportunity for seller financing. So video three is jam-packed full of great content for you guys. So be sure to go and check that out at the YouTube channel. And if you guys aren't subscribed to my YouTube channel, I'm putting out more videos each and every week for you. Uh, that being said, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss another episode. And be sure to check out all the great things that we have for you available at Millionaire Mindcast. Com. Without further ado, let's dig into today's episode of Millionaire Mindcast. Let's take a quick break and hear from today's show sponsor. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach can be a slow and brutal process. And in many scenarios, it's just wasting the time of both the buyer and the seller, especially when business owners who are trying to find qualified buyers are using inaccurate and outdated data. But it doesn't have to be this way. With LinkedIn Sales Navigator, your organization can overcome these challenges by leveraging this amazing technology and platform that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real-time insights and sales. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to much better outcomes like building a bigger pipeline with real customers leading to higher win rates and conversions, and of course, larger deals and paydays all around. We call this deep sales and LinkedIn has built the first deep sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn sales navigator. Right now, our Millionaire Mindcast family has an amazing opportunity to try LinkedIn sales navigator and get a 60 day free trial at linkedin.com forward slash mindcast. That's linkedin.com forward slash mindcast for a 60 day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com forward slash mindcast and get started. So you got a seller to agree to seller financing. Now what? We'll talk about that in today's video. What's up, guys? Mehdi here. Welcome back to my seller finance series. In today's video, we're going to continue through with getting a seller financing deal successfully across the finish line. How do you use seller financing to buy your first or your next investment property? In the last video, I showed you how I found the lead on the deal that I just closed, how I analyzed it on my flip calculator, how I presented those multiple options to the seller and how I got that seller to agree to it, sign the contract, and of course, move forward and open escrow. Well, today, we're going to go over the last three stages of the process to successfully get this deal across the finish line by digging into the due diligence process to make sure that you know everything you need to know about the property before buying it, for financing on how you're going to go about properly getting all of the documents and instruments in place for seller financing, and last, crossing all the necessary T's and I's 
to ensure a successful closing. But before we jump in, make sure you hit that subscribe button. If you haven't already, smash that like button and be sure to check out all the links and resources that I have down for you below if you haven't already. So at this stage, I've now gotten the seller to agree to seller finance the property for me. And with a small down payment, they are gonna give me a seller finance loan for the remainder of the purchase price. So I wrote up a formal purchase and sale agreement, which you can see here, which reflected all the details in the summarized offer that we went over. We both executed the contract and then I formally opened escrow. Now here in California, we use title and escrow companies. Now in your state, it may be a little bit different depending on where you're at. And now escrow, that they have the contract, is gonna begin doing everything they need to in order to ensure the sale is completed based on the way the contract is written and to ensure all the necessary steps are completed before transfer of property ownership. At the same time, escrow is going through their steps, which includes a title search to verify the seller's legal right to transfer ownership of the property and identify if there's any liens or encumbrances that may exist. I am now completing my due diligence. For those that don't know what that is, due diligence in a real estate transaction refers to the process of thoroughly investigating and evaluating a property before you finalize the purchase, which for me, that generally just consists of a home inspection, a pest inspection, reviewing all of the big ticket items, just so that way I can get a professional opinion on all the things that I might not be able to see with the naked eye. I'll have them inspect all the big ticket items like the roof, the plumbing, the electrical, the HVAC systems, the pool, if there's a pool, anything that could be something very costly later on down the road that I may overlook. And the reason I want to be able to identify any potential issues and risks or liabilities associated with the property before I buy it, and also to be able to account for these things is I want to know if there's any additional costs that I may have missed in my earlier analysis. And in this case, I found out there was a plumbing issue, and I ended up getting the seller to agree to reduce the price another $20,000 because of that. Now, if I hadn't done those inspections, I would have had to eat that cost when I found out later on after the fact. So always make sure you complete your due diligence and you never skip this step. This is generally the stage that newer investors make mistakes in because they're trying to save some money by not doing inspections. They end up cutting corners, but in the end, it can really end up making or breaking your deal. Now, you're also going to want to, of course, understand all of the things the seller is disclosing about the property, right? You want to know if somebody died in the house or if they were cooking meth in it or doing something crazy that you as a buyer should know about. And of course, once escrow and title present to you all of the proper documentation that you want to review, making sure that it's clean title and everything looks good, then you're looking a lot more confident and fully understanding of what you're walking into and what you're buying. And so once I had completed all of my inspections and finalized my rehab number, I made sure to go ahead and update my spreadsheet. Everything still looked good. And now we move on to what we call the financing stage. In this case, because I am not getting a loan from a bank and I knew that I was getting the property at a discount, there's really no need to go for an appraisal or to have to jump through all the red tape that a bank usually requires, which is very nice. That's a beautiful part about seller financing, and it really speeds up this stage and the process. Instead, I sent the contract over to my real estate attorney. I 
ask them to help me write up the necessary documentation and security instruments needed to complete the seller financing deal. And a good attorney, a real estate attorney, is going to know exactly what that entails. They went ahead, looked at the contract, reviewed all the details, and they sent those back. Now, for this case, just to be um, confidential and respectful of the seller, I blacked out sensitive information related to the deal. But you can see here in the overall document, my attorney sent back the promissory note, which is a written agreement between me and the seller that outlines the terms of the loan that they're giving me. This is going to include the principal amount, the loan amount. This is going to include the interest rate on that loan, the payment schedule, the maturity date, any provisions or penalties if I were to default on the loan and you know decide I'm going to run off to Mexico and stop making payments, right? What happens if I go ahead and do that, the repercussions? And this is very important to ensure that you and the seller understand everything that has to do with the loan that they're giving you. And then because of the state that this property is in, it's a deed of trust. Depending on the jurisdiction, either a mortgage or a deed of trust will be used to secure the seller's interest in the property to protect their loan by using the property as collateral, right? So if I decide to run off to Mexico, stop making payments and they foreclose on me, well, guess what? They get to take that property back. They get to keep my down payment. They get to keep any of the payments that I made to them up until that point, And they get to take their property back, which worst case scenario is they're right back where they started. But this is an instrument that is required to protect that seller's interest. And this document is recorded with the appropriate government office. And when it's recorded legally on paper, now there's a lien on the property, which ensures that the seller has a legal claim to the property in case I were to default on the loan. And once I got these documents, I presented them over for the seller to review. They gave me the green light after taking a look through everything. It looks good. It looks like we all we discussed and what we agreed on. And it's as simple as that. Now, I will say this. Make sure you consult, consult your real estate attorney regarding the proper documentation as every state may be a little bit different and all the parties should have their own counsel anyways, look over things just to make sure everything is as it should be. But that being said, these documents are much more simple and fast to get completed than having to sign through dozens of pages of legal documents and jargon like you'd have to do if you were going through and getting a traditional bank loan. So with that being said, now that you've completed your due diligence, you've got a final agreement between you and the seller on the financing documents. Now it's on to the closing stage. In this stage, this is where you cross all your T's, dot all your I's before making the sale final. And you're just about there. I always suggest performing a final walkthrough of the property, typically within 24 hours before closing, just to make sure nothing bad has happened at the property and to verify that it's still in the condition that you expect it to be before you close on the property. I've seen and heard some insane horror stories of people who didn't do this. And when they closed escrow and showed up at the property, some ugly stuff has happened or even in worst case scenario, the house has burned down. So don't skip this step. And then it's time to head to the closing table. Before signing any documents, make sure you review all the closing documents to ensure that all the terms, all the conditions are accurate, all the fees, Everything is consistent with the purchase agreement and the terms you and the seller agreed to. And as long as everything looks good, you'll sign all your documents. The seller will sign all theirs. You will then 
transfer the remaining funds needed to close the sale, which in my case was around $68,000. The escrow company then proceeded to record the deed of trust with the government entity that it needed to to officially transfer the title from the seller to me, which officially solidified my ownership of the property and that it is legally recognized on paper. And then once the deed has been recorded, escrow will take those funds, they will send them over to the seller, and boom, the seller finance deal is officially done. The transaction is closed, I got the keys, and now the project was officially underway. Not too difficult, right? Seller financing really isn't that complicated. And once you really understand the process and you can connect all the dots that we've been talking about in these videos of the seller financing series, it's all about following a process, having the right people in place to ensure this happens efficiently and effectively and as smoothly as possible. And once you master that, you can rinse and repeat this strategy over and over to build a real estate empire using seller finance. So at this point, We've gone over how to use seller financing to buy a house, how to navigate each stage of the process. And in the final video, I'm going to show you how I buy houses using seller financing without any of my own money. So with that said, thank you for watching. Be sure to like this video if you found it helpful. Be sure to share this with somebody you think can get some value from it. And don't forget to check out all the links and resources down below. Cheers, my friends.